0: Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You gotta score points to win. You can't win without scoring points.
1: Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives
0: Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. Here's your boy Q.
2: Back here on Radio Row, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty, unnecessary roughness. Vinny Bonsignor, your boy Q, and joined right now at the table by our good friend Brandon Cristal from KOA Denver, KOA Colorado. Brandon, uh, it's been a minute since uh, the since the combine. We yeah. hung out. We uh, we we just about did a show together. Not that not that many <laughs> minutes,
1: but yeah, uh, it's been it's been a few minutes. Good to see you guys though <laughs> here on the on the West Coast. We'll call it that's right, f- far enough west and. And close enough to the coast that you could get there. I'll in tell you what, brother.
2: I'll tell you what. But it's do you
1: guys call Vegas the West Coast? Absolutely. I do. Absolutely.
2: It is the West Coast. It is, yeah. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. It's actually, I consider it uh, the, the extension of the Bay Area, to tell you the truth. you right. know, I mean, because everyone from the Bay uh, is in Vegas. But I'll tell you what, man. As far as doing shows and not being the last cat to leave uh, yeah. like I was at
1: the Combine, this is all good by me. I'm yeah, good. You're all about these time zones. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, No, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Sunshine doesn't hurt either. No, it, it, it definitely helps. But you get lured into th- like a false sense of security when you're in Phoenix between October, Super Bowl week, yeah. till about now and then in, even into April. Oh, yeah. Same with Vegas, right? People oh, yeah. big, big, visit Vegas all year round, especially if they happen to have a friend in Summerlin or Henderson. Right, right. You're like, you know what? I could live here. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't. Obviously, you yeah, guys yes. do. Lots of people do. But then June, July, and August roll around. Right, like, it's wait, wait a second. Yeah, hang on. And it's been cold lately. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. with the, hell, the weather here the snow is nice. and all that. <laughs> right. I, I get it. That seems fluky. There's a lot of <laughs> man.
3: If the weather could just be like this all year round, for sure. It was, That's yeah. what we had but, in California. Yeah, yeah. right. Yep. But then there the same go.
1: thing the other way. Like you go to Chicago, which is, for my money, the best summer city in America. Totally. Can you stomach the winners? And if it was like that year round, there would be 20 million people in Chicago instead of the seven or eight that are tough enough to. What would you rather have? Probably Chicago. But that's because I've lived in Colorado long enough Mm -hmm. now. And that Chicago summer is awesome. And there's just so much going on. But trust me, I I talked to my wife because she covers the whole western part of the United States and just got promoted to vice president of her division of her company. And so we could kind of live anywhere Denver West. I'm like, what do you think about Vegas? She she didn't have the same love affair with Vegas that I do. She didn't mind it, and we were there for Broncos, Raiders. That game didn't go great, but then saw Darius Rucker that night out at Red Rock West Casino. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, a little, little, obviously a little off the strip, but that was cool. I think I could do it, especially you know parts of town you guys are in, where my guy JT the Brick is. Yeah, I'll check out backyard brick. I'm like. I could be JT's neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad uh, life. Our pal no. Jamie Fritz not is his neighbor. Yeah, it's so.
2: not a, not a bad life at all. So uh, one of the hottest topics that we've been talking about, as your table's right across from our table, is just kind of going back and forth with the whole uh, Jarrett Stidham, and now he's in Denver. Why, why do you think, or maybe you know, he was such a priority for for the Broncos to go get that happened early in free agency.
1: So I go back to the Senior Bowl, and I got a chance to talk to Jarrett Stidham as he's coming out of Auburn, and all I heard before I was going to get the the eight, ten minutes one-on-one with them, was that he reminds – he's got lots and lots of intangibles. And I said, does it remind anyone – does he remind anyone of Mark Sanchez? Mm -hmm. And then after talking to him, I was like, I don't need anybody else to tell me that's exactly who he reminds me of. that you know Because I remember when Mark Sanchez was coming out, and he obviously was preceded by Carson Palmer, who won a Heisman, Matt Leinert, who won a Heisman, Matt Castle at the time was the starting quarterback in the league. And it was like, look, if they're going to dinner, Mark Sanchez is the one driving. And same kind of thing with the Jarrett. Instead of Auburn doesn't have the, the pedigree, but that he has that kind of that kind of intangible mm-hmm. makeup, right? Where he's he's the guy that that people just gravitate towards. Does he have enough tangibles? Right. He spent obviously time with Josh in New England and comes out to Vegas and they wanted him back. I think the reason Sean wants him and look, Sean and Bill like a lot of the same players. Mm-hmm. Is you look at his size, his skill set, and what he can do he's poised to learn behind or learn alongside Russ. If it falters with Russ, you can go one of two ways. He can be the starter that Sean Payton thinks he has the ability to be. Right. If you're ready to move on from Russ and you deal with the financial ramifications and or because he's there this year and next on a nice two year deal and it doesn't work with Russ, then you are moving on likely if you can figure out a way to get near the top for one of those two quarterbacks or if any more fall into the mix, you've got a guy that, easily bridges of complicated Sean Payton offense for that first year of a rookie QB because he's already been there versus going and finding Teddy Bridgewater again or Jameis Winston or somebody mm-hmm. who, who might also have a familiarity. It's right. This guy's already in our building doing things the way we want to do them now in Denver. So I think that the price was Right. There's enough there, there, and we'll see if he if he gets to play. We heard starters are playing in the preseason, so that means Russell play a little, but we'll see Stidham plenty in in the spring and summer. And I think anytime you can aggravate the Raiders, Broncos, right. Chiefs, Chargers are happy about that, mm-hmm. and vice versa.
2: Yeah, that shocked me. I, I mean, Vinny, I'm sure you're you probably shocked you as well that that Stidham was gone so quickly.
3: Yeah, there's a couple of things. Obviously, they, everyone's bringing up the Davis Webb, right? They're, um, they're both Texas kids. That, By the that way, grew up around I can't each other. call somebody that hung up the cleats that soon to go become a coach. I mean, obviously, that's his calling. That's what he wants to right. do. But
1: not, not in the NFL, right? You saw player coaches, Pete, right. Pete Rose, Bill Russell, yeah. people like that. But no, especially in the modern NFL, they did it not once but twice. Davis Webb and then Chris Banjo walks right off the field here with the Cardinals. He spent the last four years as their special teams ace, you know, mm-hmm. back-end DB, was with Sean for a couple of years before that in New Orleans. And as they were starting to – put their staff together. I, I can't remember how the story goes if, if Peyton reached out to Banjo or vice versa, but a 32-year-old Chris Banjo walking off the field. But Davis Webb at 28, who started the final game of the season. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's always interesting when a player calls it a career. Clearly, he hasn't taken as many hits as another quarterback might, so you got to think there's another five years' worth of that, probably, being a second, third guy. Mm-hmm. That, and that still pays better than most coaching jobs, unless you're the head guy. Well, I'll, I was
3: going to stop you right there because Kevin O'Connell, now the Minnesota Vikings uh, uh, head coach, was drafted by Josh McDaniels and the Patriots. Um, you look at a guy like Sean McVay, who uh, who is making a lot of money, and so is Kevin O'Connell too. And I, there's and another guy that the Patriots drafted that's a head coach. Um, um, well, Cliff
1: Kingsbury, Cliff was, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury yeah. Was, yeah. Was, a, was a head coach, and and I think those guys are making a lot of money. And and so I, I think about. With Davis Webb, though, the other thing is he's a coach's kid. Right. And Sean said he just knocked their socks off. When he got wind of the idea that he wanted to be a QB coach, he said, okay, well, let's talk to him. And he comes in with every game plan since high school wow. in a spreadsheet on his laptop or on his tablet and went through it. And it was like, okay, this is exactly what we need or, mm-hmm. or he's what we'd like going to coach, Right. And I'll put it four years. And, that, and that's maybe the other side of it. All right, so four years. We'll see. Part of it is it's tricky – Mike McDaniel was able to, to get a head coaching job without ever calling plays. Right. But everybody else has at least called plays one year. Uh, Zach Taylor had called plays previously. He didn't call him for, for McVay, but he's right. at least called plays. McDaniel hadn't called plays anywhere except playing Madden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt LaFleur did it one year in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell did it actually in, in Washington. What's funny about Kevin O'Connell, you bring him up. Yeah. We go all the way, not all the way back, 20, 20, 2019. Mm-hmm. The Washington staff's breaking up. We're at the Senior Bowl, and I'm talking staff, with him, and I don't know if you guys remember the name, Scotty McKnight, who played, he's Mark Sanchez's yeah. best friend, yeah, Mark remember. Sanchez, yeah. played at CU, so Scotty works with Athletes First, and he and Kevin were at the Jets together. And Kevin, like many coaches do that time of year, he's down there kind of looking for a gig, and is thinking about getting out of coaching, like, I'll just see what else is out there, move on, maybe go back to San Diego State, but... The grind of the NFL lost his gig, and I, I reminded him about him. Reminded him about it last year, and again this year mm. that he goes from that was essentially the February of 2020, right, right. the 19th season. Mm-hmm. He goes from February 2020 to January February of 2022, becoming the head coach, and then having that great <laughs> run. It just lets you know kind of where these guys are and, and how delicate it can be. Yeah, but yeah, the the web thing was surprising. At the same time, okay, you say four years. I, I don't want to take the over or under, but I will file that away, Vinny, and see yeah. <laughs> in four years if Davis if Davis Webb if has he the head blew gig. away Sean Payton. He'll blow away an owner. Well, and so here's the thing. So, especially if they have success, you've yeah. got to have success. You guys, exactly. you guys would know. Last year, I'm guessing Champ Kelly was one of the two people that went to the owner kind of mixer meet and greet thing, whatever they, the right. accelerator yeah. program, yeah. which I want to say was in Atlanta. Ejero Ivero went for the Broncos, and and Kelly and Kelly Klein. So I, sh- I assume it was Champ. I'm not sure what coach went uh, alongside. Right. It makes sense, especially in in the NFL that we're in right now, that most of those. People are minorities that are there, right? But let's just say Vance Joseph gets a head job in the next year or two. It wouldn't surprise me. Kind of the line you're thinking, you don't, you're not only sending minority candidates, female right. or, or otherwise, right. on the on the business side or football side to meet owners. You might very well be sending a Davis Webb, mm-hmm. so that when and I love the idea. The NFL sometimes just stumbles into really good ideas, or whoever came yeah, up yeah, with yeah. that. Of so, Jerry Overo had a bunch of interviews this year. All these owners know him. If they send him the Panthers, send him again. Then more owners will get a chance to talk to him, and so it'd be interesting to see if Davis Webber. Juro was on the Ram staff, uh, sure, five McVay years, and it
3: was like, you know. And I would always ask John, like, who's who to keep an eye on? You know, he's pointed out him. He also pointed out uh, Zach Taylor. His, yeah. That was one of his first hires, an assistant wide receivers coach. He's yep. like, I'm lucky to have him. He's well, way you know, over, over. Yeah, he's
1: super overqualified. He yeah. called plays at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. He the obviously Dolphins, was a was a really good. Kind pretty good, did. pretty good quarterback with at Nebraska. Started a couple of years in, in, right in in the Big Twelve, and the, you got to give the Browns the Brown family credit that they didn't run Zach Taylor out because mm-hmm. clearly he's getting the best out of Joe Burrow. I, I talked to Mike Sando a little earlier because you know he does that QB tiers. Mm-hmm. I think Patrick Mahomes right now is in his own tier. I'm putting absolutely. It, if I'm making tiers, absolutely. But if, if Burrow's with cool. apologies to Jimmy G and Russell Wilson, who who quarterback the teams that you you guys and I both cover. If we're going, and I think you, you already answered it, if you're going next tier, next guy you're drafting, of everybody available, mm-hmm. including Caleb Williams next year, if I'm going second right now, I'm I'm having a hard time getting past Joe Burrow oh, yeah. and being talked to anybody else. I think the biggest coin flip after that is honestly Justin Herbert or, or Josh Allen Right. And for me right now. But Burrow is, it's almost like Patrick, and then Burrow's at the top of the next tier with yeah. whoever else you want to, those other couple guys you want to put in there. That's why I hate top ten lists, because... <laughs> It's. It, you can make I an mean, argument it, it, for Herbert.
2: Here. You can make an argument for Herbert, and you can make an argument for Allen, and then you can look at what Allen did this past season and say, "Well, it looks like he might have regressed a little bit." Is right. that Brian Dayball being gone, right? And so that could
1: be a part right. of the, the equation it, as well. It, well, Trevor Lawrence too. Let's throw Trevor Lawrence. It, you know, not what below those guys, but, yeah. but two or three with, with the year right he now. had. I guess it depends on how many people you want in that second tier. He beat Herbert, so I, it's hard I, to put him. I don't below put him. Any, I don't
3: put any number on it. Like, it's either you are or you aren't. Like, yeah, to me, uh, Patrick is one, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, he's in
1: his own tier. It's sort of like Michael Jordan. We gave we gave MVP awards. I get it. And Charles Barkley right, my right, all-time right. favorite. And David Robinson got one. And right. Juan won MJ. But MJ was still one-on-one. And even, yeah. I know that he's 38 or 39, but we had a good 10-year stretch where LeBron was in his own category. Absolutely. And, and then it's everyone. be at, the MVP he, every yeah, year. KD can be at the top of the list. Yeah. But then, oh, look at Steph. Look at, and in recent years, the honest joke. LeBron is still, he's just he's 38 or 39. It's sort of like, He's now turned into Tom Brady or or Aaron Rodgers to me, but with, so that, I mean, I'll throw it back to you, but I probably want to see it one more year from Trevor Lawrence, because every one of those guys I've seen good quarterback play in multiple years. Yeah, of course. Even with Herbert, and, and they finally get in the playoffs, even though that collapse can't really put that completely on him, so it's, who's in that next tier, and how big is that tier, and... I think the fact that we have to even think about it, and if you want to put Lawrence at the bottom of that tier in terms of those those are five guys. Is that five guys? Uh, yeah, Burrow, right. Allen, Herbert, and obviously Patrick. The Jack, Well, the Jacks probably would still trade Trevor Lawrence for Mahomes. Of course. I'm, I don't think those other three teams are trading Allen, Burrow, and Herbert for Mahomes. I'm not saying they wouldn't. I guess if they called, if Andy Ooh. called and said, we really want <laughs> Herbert, calls Tom Telesco, Let Veach, they're down here. Hey, what do you think about...
3: Mahomes, Mahomes for Herbert? For
1: Herbert and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Oh, you 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 don't want Austin Eckler? Well, I Give us Herbert and Eckler. <laughs> I can have fun with that.
3: Mahomes is yours. That's that's the, the great determiner. But Who would you trade somebody for? Mahomes ain't getting traded for nobody.
2: nobody. No, 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 no. If you're the Chargers if you're, right.
1: the Chargers, if you're if you're the yeah. Bengals, are you trading Joe Burrow for Mahomes? I think Mahomes gets traded for it. Just like LeBron a couple years ago would have gotten there was not one player. You were keeping, if LeBron, if you could go one for one, Steph, one for one for LeBron, you were doing it. Katie one for one for LeBron, you were doing it, it six years ago. And I think right now Mahomes is maybe the only guy on that list. I'd trade Herbert. I would trade Burrow for him. Yeah, for sure. Okay, trade. I guess the question is, let's take Mahomes off. <laughs> Who else, yeah. W- yeah. if you could trade for those guys, like you're not trading Burrow for Herbert and her. But feel. Um, I would trade see.
3: Herbert for Bur. I would trade. Yeah, yeah I would try you, to. I would Okay, trade you Herbert would try to Burrow. get Bur. You guys got me trade drunk, man.
1: Yeah, it tells
3: you who the right real ones are. Yeah. And who like like Russell Wilson to me is a third tier quarterback the, at, at best, and as, and, as is Garoppolo. Right.
1: Yeah, and and the fact that that's not bad. No, it's no, just no but the fact that you have them in the same tier. We talked about this at the combine as to what would happen with the Raiders? Were they going to be in there and Rogers makes it didn't look right. like it? Would they go with the rookie? Which they still can. The Jimmy G, because kind of, we talked about finances and right. Jimmy G and Carr did kind of do what we, like it should be north of 50 and below 37 and that's yep. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And is that where Daniel Jones' number came in at? Was it still 30? No, whatever. I don't know. Daniel Jones like that, yeah. Jimmy's known. 22. Oh, so Jimmy's 22. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh. so... It'll be interesting to see and you know obviously Dave Ziegler's around and and Josh is around what do they end up doing with that pick can they jump up if they fall in love with somebody can will they be the team to go up and go get Anthony Richardson Josh, a million years ago, drafted Tim Tebow because he saw something in an athletic Florida quarterback. Anthony Richardson he's built different. The fans don't want to hear that, Brandon. No, he's built different, He's built different, and he obviously can throw the ball. Yeah, right. I mean, Tim Tebow just couldn't throw the football he, well. Right. He, he had all the, you talk about having intangibles. He had intangibles, he had though, and Richardson he had a, he had a, he has no experience.
2: Richardson, Richardson has 13 games more experience than all three of us combined. Yeah, Well, yeah, Well,
1: but you know who else was in that boat? was Cam Newton, and his career turned out all right. Yeah, he was a national champion, though. Yes, in that right. <laughs> Anthony Richardson, <laughs> I mean, loses, he, he loses you know he, he, he put a team on his yeah. back and
2: led him to the promised yeah. land. No, I get Anthony that. Anthony Richardson didn't do that. I get that. Yeah. So there's that. Brandon Christoff is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness I and mean, that whole conversation came off of talking about Jarrett Stidham.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Because right. There anything else we should get into? <laughs> Jarrett Stidham gets us to LeBron and right and, uh, imagine and Joe Burrow and Tim Tebow and Anthony Richardson.
2: Yeah, I don't know how we got down that rabbit hole or went down that rabbit hole and. Put all those things together, but that's what we do here uh, on Radio Row at the owners' meetings of Phoenix, Arizona. Vinny Bonsignor, Brandon Cristal, and your boy Q. We'll take a quick break, come back, and uh, continue with this uh, fascinating conversation see what rabbit hole we can go down next here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
2: And we're back here at the Owners Meetings, Phoenix, Arizona. We've been trucking through another day here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920, Vinny Bonsignor, Brandon Christal from KOA, Colorado, and your boy Q. And we just had a fascinating conversation about well, we just kind of went down all kind of (laughs) different rabbit holes. So let's go ahead and jump back into it and let's kind of focus in now on the owner's meetings. So Brandon, uh, definitely appreciate you giving us a little extended time. What has been most intriguing to you? What's the biggest storyline for you? here at the owners'
1: meetings? Well, I think what's interesting is that there's nothing that entertaining, mm-hmm. th- that explosive at these meetings, yet it's still the biggest owners' meeting. Each year it gets bigger. Yeah. There's more people attending. There's, I, don't, I don't, At some point, they're going to stop inviting us to that Monday event, <laughs> But and you finally got to go to yep. it. Yeah, it was and fun. it's one of those things where you're like, the rest of the stuff doesn't even really matter. Right, <laughs> like, that <right>. is <laughs> the weirdest event you'll ever go to because why would us... You know, schlubs in the media get to hobnob with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. And all the we help drive network that train. stars. We help and, you drive. Know, that train. And, and and the network exec like I'm in line last night and I snuck my wife don't in, don't tell anybody. You're safe. I, I'm in, you're I'm safe. in line and Sean McManus, the president of CBS yeah. is just yeah. Getting right. getting risotto right next to my wife, mm-hmm. and I, right, and Robert Kraft's over here, and I mentioned Mike Tomlin and Sean McVay's here. Yep. Stan Kroenke's watching the Nuggets game on his phone. Right. Josh Kroenke's watching the Avs game on his <laughs> phone. As their phones are next to each other. Yeah. They turn it into a little sports bar. Right, and so, but back to the most interesting thing is that there's nothing interesting yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. We can make everything compelling because Ro- I say we the way we cover the NFL, yeah. and and so that's what makes the NFL king is that Rodgers. Is an interesting story, but feels like it'll get done. Lamar is more interesting in the timing. Mm -hmm. Had Joel Embiid played last night? Maybe that would have been more interesting in the world of sports, Joel, <laughs> ducking Nikola Jokic, it feels like. Felt like it. Maybe I, I didn't watch Get Up or First Take or any of those this morning or First Things First or any of those shows or Shannon. I didn't anything. either. My uh, Airbnb doesn't have yeah. cable. Well, you have, a you have a phone and you have a uh, I know, laptop but look, if i got to go iPad, through all that to watch I, those I, shows, I, I ain't doing it. No, anything. I get it. You just wait for the clip. Not, right. So that, that may have come up on that. But in general, still us being here. And Major League Baseball starts in two days. Right. And this is still the biggest thing in, in, um, in the world of American sports. The non-news is still the – the fact that you can wear number zero now. Yeah. Who's going to be the first? Calvin Ridley.
2: Already said it. Oh. Calvin Ridley's – already, they already tweeted out Calvin Ridley's going to be rocking so, zero.
1: So you guys know Coach Prime is in town now in Boulder for, yep. for those of us in Denver Metro area. And we're not only the Broncos station at KOA, we're also the Buff station. So I've gone to Boulder more times – since he was hired in December than I've gone in the last two years. I bet. Probably. I bet. And, and they got the spring game coming. He's trying to get every uh, alumni that he can back. They've already sold, I think, 45,000 tickets wow. for an event that never even had nice. a ticket. Yeah. Just open gates. love it. Yeah. 45,000. Uh, and so I'm saying, let's say, he's taken a page out of Bill Belichick's book, and I think there's some other coaches that have done this, no jersey numbers. Yeah. It has to be earned. got to earn them. Apparently, Shadur, his son, the quarterback, will wear two. Shocking. But he was talking about how kids wear, wear number one and then they might get beat up and down the field. Their mama's in the stands crying because their kid's out there getting murdered on the field. So, number one used to mean something to him. Yeah. And he goes, And we have no zeros because zero isn't a number. It means you're nothing. And we're going to have no zeros, no double zeros. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, all right, Prime. <laughs> so, I, I, who's, So Calvin Ridley. Who's, Calvin Ridley's got it. Who is uh, certainly a unique personality. Yeah. yeah. He'll be 0 for the Jaguars,
2: good for him. Who would you who would you peg for the Broncos to, to rock 0 cuz somebody's going to rock it?
1: Yeah, if maybe Riley Dixon coming back the punter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. cuz Kendall Hinton has his old jersey number, okay. so I could see Riley or whoever the new long snapper is perhaps. Vinny, who you
2: got for the Raiders? Oh, Rocket number zero. That's a great
1: question. Too um, bad Janikowski's not still there. He feels like he can right? do zero. <laughs> Jan
2: Janikowski, a good old eleven. I, I remember don't know. when he lined I up to Nate kick Hobbs, a.
1: Maybe, but I remember when he lined up to kick like a seventy-three yarder in Denver. or something Yeah, remember like that. Remember that. I was remember like, that. No, that was so silly. and It like hit at the It's, it's got to be somebody line. who gets on the field. Got to be somebody Well, yeah, that it's is, either going to be a corner. Yeah, um, wide receiver. Zero makes sense in the secondary, yeah. especially if you're like a man-to-man lockdown. Right, lineup. right, right, right. You're like, oh, we play cover zero and no one's catching a damn thing on me. That's it good. still looks weird. It does look weird, but I like it. I like I it, too. The so deal also talking about double numbers. He's like, when we had double numbers when I was coming up, if you had a, the, if you were the second guy, you had double number, that means you, you playing. didn't play. Yeah, you weren't playing. Yeah. But like, you watch now, and the University of Texas having an 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Right. I'm like, that gets a little tricky with special teams. Yep. It happens in the NFL in the preseason a little bit yeah. because... So many, like a team like Chicago that has retired all these numbers, they're having to double up numbers in the t- teens and 20s and 30s. It's college football, too. Yeah. Oh, college football, for sure. Yeah. But I'm saying it yeah. to see it in preseason Lane NFL. Kiffin would play that game
3: all day long sometimes. would just put somebody else in the jersey number and just run them out there, for return the kick. You know, you yeah. think you're kicking it to somebody and yeah. somebody else, and we'd be up there going, Lane, come on,
1: you're USC. <laughs> yeah. like you just, don't
3: have to sneak up on somebody.
2: You've got an
1: All-American. Just put him yeah, back there and, exactly. and give the ball.
2: That's how he rolls. Yeah. That, that's how he rolls. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Okay. So I
1: found out last night, Rob Walton, the Broncos mm-hmm. owner, the richest owner in the NFL, take you guys behind the curtain a little bit. The Broncos business folks do a big event at the Super Bowl, and because we're their partner, our clients that are here, our handful of clients, they get to go. So last year was an event at a nice mansion in Beverly Hills. Julian Edelman was staying there. That's how yeah. nice it was. Yeah. He was friends with the owner. They had uh, Dustin Lynch, who's a country singer, play yeah. a acoustic power acoustic set. And so then they were trying this year with so much going on here to get, like, Jason Aldean. And it just didn't work out. The artist mm-hmm. couldn't do it. But it was at Rob Walton's private car museum that he has here, which apparently has just some insane wow. cars. So I asked him, I was like, hey, I heard your car museum is, is really nice. How do you decide what you're buying? He's like, honestly, if it catches my eye, great. His favorite car is, of all the cars, it's his 62 GTO. Well, he's like it's not the most expensive, but like he has one. He has a Bugatti that's like one of two. <laughs> right, right. right. But so then we started talking about auto racing. Apparently, Rob Walton owns part of the Aston Martin F1 team. So Good. we started talking about the F1 race. I, was yep. like, I think we'll ever get in Denver. He's like, well, we're getting in Vegas. We got it in Miami and Austin. And and I was like, yeah, Vegas. He goes, you know, it's a Saturday night race. I was like, I did not know that because when I asked UQ yesterday, I yeah. said, any chance the the Raiders are home? And so I was talking to Will, the PR guys. Y'all could have a Thursday game, Sunday night game, Monday night, but you could do F1 Sunday night, Broncos at Raiders the next night. This is wishful thinking. I'm trying to speak it into it. You're trying to make it work. I should go find the NFL schedule. People like, look, can you just put the Raiders and Broncos Sunday night (laughs) or Sunday afternoon or Monday night so that I can go to town to watch the F1 race? You're an F1 guy, huh? After watching that show Drive to Survive, and, and that was another thing Rob Walton said, that show has exploded the popularity changer. because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. You knew Michael Schumacher's name. You knew Sir Lewis Hamilton, Broncos owner, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Surprised he's not walking around, nor is Condoleezza Rice. Mark Davis said that he was a Lewis Hamilton guy until he bought into the Broncos. Oh, well.
3: Now he's got to find a different driver.
1: And that's the thing these drivers all change teams. I didn't know how the scoring, I didn't know any of it. Mm-hmm. I knew it was big money. I knew it's a big I'm deal still... in Europe. And now it's a two hour, I, I'm finally, because I got, I got caught up on the show just last week yeah. and then mm-hmm. been out here in Arizona, so missed the last race. But I'm I'm gonna be tuned in when it makes sense on a Saturday Sunday to oh, that was shrewd marketing with that with the with the document or the show yeah it's, well I'm ready for I season see people six watching it on planes I'm like what is that show? yeah <laughs> it's it's awesome I I probably went through it in about three four weeks yeah. and I only reason I didn't get through it faster is because I watched that golf full swing on Netflix <laughs> I heard the tennis one's really good too so. There, there you go. go. Not that Netflix needs my endorsement. <laughs> hey, look, Brandon's got the Netflix, he's got the F one, he's got the
2: football, he's got the cars. St- I mean, he's got everything. Try to, try to
1: cover all the bases. And speaking of the Rockies were just there last week playing the Royals. Boom. Feels like Major League Baseball in Vegas isn't that far off. And at I don't all. think NBA no. is that far off. No, no, as soon as, as, like the, Vegas, as soon as the
2: CBA comes around for the NBA, they'll be they'll be a twenty twenty seven. Vegas and yeah. the
1: Sonics. Well, now you have a new owner of the Aces who also can play quarterback. <laughs> Don't start no rumors. Don't start no rumors. Raider Nation's imagine, already lathered up. Can you imagine Jimmy G's like, God, Tom's in town. Right. I can't <laughs> get away from this guy. Josh just called him. <laughs> can't get away from him. we started one and three. Right. We were here watching the Aces. Because when I was there week four, when the Broncos lost to the Raiders, that was the, I think, the last game of the finals because I was staying at Mandalay Bay. Yeah. That was and, and the WNBA finals were going on That's right. that afternoon.
2: That's right. Darren Waller didn't go to that game. <laughs> why i gotta start some stuff why i gotta start some stuff hey i hope
1: he uh had a great wedding sounds like it went well <laughs> max crosby what about that Vinny? Work.
2: yeah let's <laughs> not bring that up yeah let's not bring up uh that wedding uh the, yeah you can never ever stop talking yeah.
1: about well that that's, wedding. it's a problem for darren waller now and, and less for you i guess i mean you may not go to too many aces games you may get stared down unless tom brady invites you
3: yeah yeah i mean i yeah I just, I got caught in the middle of something.
2: Yeah, right. it wasn't it even happens. it wasn't even Vinny's fault. It was he got caught in the crossway, uh, cross cross hair. Nobody knew. Nobody knew, knew was not supposed to be out there. <laughs> right. Well,
1: you found out, Q, that Von Miller was going to Max Crosby's wedding. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, I, I don't think I got Facetime by or Max, Von yeah, Facetime Max, Max Crosby, Crosby yeah. in the middle of the night from the combine, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there, there was that. Brandon, we'll get you out on this. Jalen Carter, what do you think his stock is as far as? Who's going to pull a trigger on him first? I, I have Seattle pegged at five. That's where he's going to go.
1: Seattle will be a good place. I think any place that has a strong, strong head coach, GM situation, or a strong quarterback mm. makes the most sense. And I'd like to know more about how his interview process is going because it sounds like it's just slow going and he's reluctant to talk to teams, which is kind of a red flag. Never a good thing. Um, <laughs> And Ever. unless he's just being specific, and I, I I don't know, isn't his agent like the Condens or something? Am I making that up? You're you're saying specific, like just top ten teams. Yeah, and they're like, we don't need to talk to everybody. Let's mm-hmm. let's figure out who has a real interest. But it probably should be talking to everybody. I think, the, <laughs>
3: and the reason why is teams are going to potentially trade up for him.
1: They might trade up for him, and they might trade for him in a couple of years, or sign him as a free right. agent. Right. Even though he's going to go in the top ten. I remember years ago, I say years ago, one of the last times we were here, the late, great John Clayton at the time was doing stuff with the Washington Post. Mm And we're sitting out on the little patio where the bar now is and watching some March Madness. And he's telling us, with Pat Kerwin and and JC, that at that point, so about four years ago, five years ago, 75% of NFL rookies or first-rounders did not sign a second deal with the team that drafted them, yeah. So that data is still probably pretty true. It may have shifted a few percentage points here or there, but think about the team you cover and how many, let's take Henry Ruggs off the board, but right. the rest. Yeah, they're all somewhere else. They're all somewhere else, and, <laughs> and, and uh, some of that might be Mike Mayock's Mike <laughs> may fault.
3: Somewhere else, including not even in football anymore. Anyway. Yeah, and,
1: yeah uh, that's, but that's that not too. unique to the Raiders. That's everywhere. I can yeah. do it with the Broncos. We can oh, do yeah. we can, even with the good teams, you can still do it mm-hmm. where they aren't there for a second contract. And so, the problem
3: for the Raiders is uh, three of those guys didn't even get. Past. I mean, it's it's a moot point. Like everyone's talking about, oh, this team picked up this guy's fifth year option. Well, in Henry's case, and in Damon Arnett's case, it's a moot point. Next year it'll be a moot point because yeah. uh, Alex Leatherwood's no longer yeah. on the roster. Like right. they didn't even get to the. They second, didn't get that point. The, yeah. the Josh
1: Jacobs thing is the most, fast, and he may not get a second contract with the team. He goes from. Starring in the Hall of Fame game to being the team's probably best, certainly best offensive right. player. No doubt. And with, with, no, with obviously no argument. I think it'll be fascinating to see if Jalen Carter's there at seven because Jimmy G's in the mix. And let's say they don't love Will Levis or all four of those QBs are gone. Mm-hmm. If you're the Raiders, because and you guys talk to Dave and, and folks in the organization yeah. and Josh certainly more than I do, they can't. I guess you can have any reason you don't want to make a move. But the Henry Ruggs thing feels like it happened in a vacuum. It was tragic all the way around. But it wasn't that the Raiders missed on him. It was a bad, a terrible night, terrible decision by by him that obviously cost him his life ostensibly and certainly cost that young lady her life right? and and affected Henry Ruggs' family. And, and But so you can't, if you enjoy your conversation with Jalen Carter, you also need to have that and best I can tell, no one's really talking to the kid yet. So right. what's the whole, and what are they saying at Georgia about him? I guess I could reach out to some Georgia folks and ask, hey, what's That's the deal what with, with this gonna, kid?
3: Yeah, they're yeah. Gonna, the Raiders will do their due diligence. No question. They haven't ruled out one way or another. Um, There's
1: no reason to, because no. even if they have, you don't even tell anybody. right? After the fact, you can say, yeah, we just took him off the board because yeah. we didn't get the right vibe. I think the public
3: relations part of it it's, is going to play less yeah. in it, it than the evaluation of him as Person and a football player,
1: right? And the football player, it's hard to deny, right? It's the person part, because you do want to hit you. You not only need your first rounders to be starters, you, right? You want to try to get a, what three or four starters in every draft if you can, but you want your first rounders to be the straws that stir the drink. For I sure. think about Bradley Chubb, who the Broncos just traded, but from the second he got there, he ran that rookie class, and then Cortland Sutton also kind of piggybacked up him as mm-hmm. second rounder. But it, Brad, Brad, Pat Sertan, yeah, is the guy that. Oh, we're going to dinner. Where are we going? Oh, y'all are coming to hang out. You're going to hang out in my, like he's about to buy a bigger house. Yeah. Mostly because he has, has too much stuff. I'm like, you know, you can give some of this away. These practice squad kids will take your free gear. <laughs> if but, the Raiders process takes them away from Jalen
3: Carter, they're going to be really – it'll be a frustrating turn for them. Um, but they're going to follow it. And only reason being, and Q, you know this, that's, he, he embodies everything that their defense they needs. They need. They right. need. He 100%. like, literally, if you open the dictionary, Raiders defensive need – Jalen Carter's picture would be in there. Like, that player, that disruptive force, something they haven't had since, what? It's been a long Richard time. Richard Seymour? It's been, yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, you could put him in there, but I would go even
3: farther Chester back. McLaughlin. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, Chester
2: and Daryl Russell. Yeah. I, said, I said those yeah. Those, yeah. those two yeah. dudes right there were the disruptive forces. They had Warren, Grady Jackson Warren's for a while. Yeah, Warren Sapp you got was him at right. the very end, the end, but you yeah. still knew you could
1: see the play. Like, oh, yeah. well, he's still Warren Bill Sapp. Bill but Warren, Warren right. Sapp I mean, with the Raiders Is kind of like what J.J. Watt was with the Cardinals. Right. Or, he was still a
2: good player, but yeah. he wasn't. No, that he wasn't dude, the Hall right? of Famer. But or, like Daryl Russell and okay. Chester, pff, those dudes. Yeah. Those were some dudes, well, right? There you go. Well, Brandon, it's always great, man. Appreciate catching up with you every time we do. It's like we do a podcast, so <laughs> we, we like it. We'll have to do it some more. You come out to Vegas, man. You are, you know where to find us. Right. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. And great seeing you down you here. Too man. There he goes, Brandon Cristal, and it's literally funny. He gets up from our table, is running across to his table, and got about to jump on uh, his show that he's doing as he's filling in for Benjamin Albright this evening there on KOA in Colorado, KOA Colorado. We definitely appreciate Brandon Cristal and his efforts. How about for all those efforts we give or we ask for call number nine, tomorrow What do we have for him? We got a little uh, fighting, fighting tickets that we got for him. What do we got for him?
0: Yes, the PFL is going to be making its way to Vegas, and you can check that out this Saturday, the Professional Fighters League. So that's very interesting. It's like a season concept with MMA. So if people want to check that out at The Virgin, yeah, that's a great venue for fights. So, I mean, caller call number nine, you want to be caller number nine for this.
2: Did you ever think about being part of the PFL, a uh,
0: professional fighting league? No, but you know what I have been seeing? There's like what? a little basketball league where they're in an octagon, but they're also playing basketball. I'd be all pro in that league. you know so it's all like the ufc rules but a hoop just happens to be outside the octagon well how big is the hoop let's let's say it's still you know let's say it's 10 feet still
2: oh then i don't think that you're going to be good at it oh
0: Q, q you scoring on me yeah, absolutely. With, with, I'm grappling, on you. with grappling involved? I'm dunking with on you. Grappling, grappling involved. You. Grappling. I'm dunking on you. you. You're not getting past me, bro. I'm dunking on you. I'm suplexing you and I'm taking the ball from you. You can't even sell you can't even spell <laughs> Sue or Plex. Sue don't know who you are, just like Kayla don't know who you are. Sue don't know. I'll send you the video, you know. It was, it was real funny. I'm going all pro in that league.
2: Alright, there Trust you go. Damon's going all pro in that, and you can go all pro at the PFL. You can go and enjoy it. We got a couple pair of tickets got a couple tickets for you you at uh, 702-365-9200, like DeMond said. Uh, Call number nine. We're trying to hook you up right now. We'll come back and close out the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
2: 446 at the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, live from the owners' meetings in Phoenix, Arizona. DeMond Cotton back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, Vinny Bonsignor. And your boy Q holding it down for the next few minutes. And I don't know, Vinny, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm getting
3: fatigued at this yeah. point. I feel like the gas is starting to run out of the tank, man. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And, <laughs> you know, uh, it, there was a lot of running around. Yesterday was a uh, very busy a, uh, track meet, basically. Because yeah. you just, you know, uh, to paint a little bit of a picture, we're all competitors. So uh, we're trying to get, you know, information and get time with certain, you know, yeah. uh, sources and people and uh, the owner the general manager the the coach, and you know you've got uh everybody from the athletic e s p n the nFL network all kind of chasing similar things and it's you know it's on you to 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 be on top of it, but you're right, it could be a little bit draining too
2: yeah man and I know that uh we got here bright and early this morning uh left late last night after the the little get together slash uh party i think i got out of here about eleven something and uh was back here about six o'clock this morning so i mean it's been a it's been a long long grind it's a good grind it's a great grind but yeah. uh, it's it's been a long one so it's been a long couple of days and uh, we're kind of wait waiting uh, confirmation on what tomorrow's schedule is going to look like we may actually have to make a few adjustments to yeah. our to our plans but that's fine we'll uh, we'll deal with it as we do but I did want to before we get out of here I did want to get your thoughts on there's been some different you know rule changes and some you know uh, like amendments to different rules and considerations for different rules and Apparently, the commissioner is supposed to talk in a little while, yep. and so we'll hear from him. Uh, but one note that I saw here from uh, our good friend Ari Mayrov from uh, the33team.com said, the NFL announced teams can now have two Thursday night football games per season. Limit was one. Now that's changed. And also my guy Teron Davenport from uh, ESPN said that it's interesting change for the NFL starting this season. It's no longer mandatory for every team to have a Thursday night football game. game. Teams can now have up to two thursday night football games per year so yeah. remember there was a point where everyone knew okay you have one thursday night game every year we don't know when it's going to be till the schedule comes out but you're going to have one now it's not it's not guaranteed it's not a mandatory
3: so the raiders next year theoretically could have every, anything between zero and two thursday night games
2: yep yep exactly and they did they did uh they were talking about flexing sure. <laughs> they were talking about flexing the thursday night games they 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 uh, put that on the shelf.
3: You know, I got a chance to talk to Mark Davis about that yesterday, and mm-hmm. you know, his thing was, and I was just talking to a, 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 a friend of mine who works for the for the Rams, and uh, she brought up the same point for for cities like Las Vegas and Los Angeles. You might want to throw Miami in there, maybe right. Dallas, uh, destination New Orleans. It might, it, New Orleans, it yep. might not be a bad thing for like Green Bay. You know, some of the cities where, where the fans are basically in that region, and, right? You know, uh, you know, you make a change to it, that's fine. <clears throat> but when you're talking about the, the the Raiders and and all the fans that travel into games mm-hmm. on a Sunday, it would be really difficult to say, "All right, the game is on Sunday for month after month," and then all of a sudden, at one point, nope, we're gonna we're gonna uh, yeah, flex that game. Flex to Thursday, Thursday. You're, you're right? Talking about plane airfare, hotels, uh, all the you know. Uh, um, buying your ticket yeah. for a Sunday now all of a sudden it's pushed to a work day it doesn't work for teams like that and I I, I, I know um, you know talking to some people anytime you start really affecting the fans mm-hmm. and taking like like monetarily right you
2: know, right 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 that's where it, that's, that's not cool no no not at all that's that's where it, it hurts the most obviously because now you're expecting uh, folks to have to adjust on the fly just because you might be able to adjust on the fly right. because that's what you do I mean you're the NFL, but Fans have lives. Exactly. You know, it's not like it's not like fans are just sitting around like, all right, whatever the NFL does, I'm good. I can
3: make that move. You can't do that. All right. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 you have the Sunday flex, which it's at least the same day. Right. It might be a different time, but it's the same day. Right. And even that can get a little stressful for 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 some fans, especially if they're driving in and now they it's a late night game and they have to drive. You know, so. But changing it by four days, three or four days that's yeah, you gotta you have to t- think real seriously about that and who it's affecting, and for what, what's mm-hmm. the gain right what's the what's the big gain in that? Right, no doubt. We
2: got a text from the 408 on the don'tbebroke.com text line, AQ. There's so uh, no such thing as a 62 GTO. 1964 was the first year of the Pontiac GTO. LOL. Have a nice day. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a car dude. Ni- <laughs> neither am I. You know, sounded,
3: it sounded good to me. Right.
2: I mean, look, I'll tell you what I tell you what I know. I know Cadillacs. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's what I know, there brother. You go. That's a good
3: thing to know, too. <laughs> that's, yeah.
2: And I know what we used to say Pontiac stood for. <laughs> right.
3: oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> We had all the <laughs> grandmother and grandfather. They, they they had something for everything, man. And we can't even go right. There. That's what I'm At saying. All. I look.
2: There was a saying that we used to have that Pontiac stood for that right. I cannot
3: say on the radio, we and had, I will not say. We you know Fiat's Italian, and <laughs> there there was one for that too. And I'm like, I can't even. not nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Yeah, gonna
2: I mean, there was a lot of different. You know, like Ford, fine on roadside. Right, that, right. You yeah, know, yeah. that that's one that's. That's um, clean. Yeah, right, right. That's clean. That's uh, acceptable for radio. But uh, yeah, that, there's that. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dog any cars. Go, going back
3: to the Thursday flex, <laughs> the one thing that Mark Davis said.
2: But thank you for the text from the 408. You tried to get us in trouble.
3: <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't break it. Right, right. No, that's true. That's true. If it true. ain't broke, don't break it.
2: Yeah, if anything, I would think that the that the Thursday night games. You know what my thing was was can they just flex? Like the games gone be gone the Thursday night games right flex them right out of the schedule you don't really need them that would be what uh, what I would love to see but of course it makes money so they're not are we gonna, gonna do, that. do
3: Tuesday night games are we gonna I mean are we gonna get to the point I, where there are games every day of the week
2: I I hope not there's no need for that I mean we, and we already and look I love football like everyone else does but we already have Monday night football we have Thursday night football college we oh sorry high school we have Friday nights Saturday we have college. Sunday we have NFL. Sunday night we have NFL. Like Tuesday and
3: Wednesday, let it breathe. And and <laughs> there right? are now college games on the on some of those. Right, days. I think there's Wednesday. No, games there is. College. Yeah, there's Matching.
2: action action. Yeah, there there's go. all that. So yeah, I just I don't I don't need I don't need football every single day of the week. And when you know COVID hit, there was football every day of the week. There were some games that moved to Tuesday. Right. Some games that moved to Wednesdays. Hell, the Raiders, uh, you know, had that happen to them to the point where. Um, I wasn't allowed to get an extra credential because I put into it for uh, it too late. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Katie. But uh, there's that. Hey okay, guys, Katie. I got a
0: question. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, OBJ, he was there at the owner's meetings. Like, I love how he tried to yeah, flex. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: He flexed it to Thursday. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> OBJ was there at the owner's meetings. Are other players <laughs> out there like lobbying for a deal? Have you guys seen anybody else around there? Because I saw I only OBJ saw was
2: here. Yeah, I saw OBJ was here. I haven't seen any other players. I've
3: seen some agents. I've seen a bunch of agents actually well he's he's a free agent so I guess that makes sense yeah somebody asked me about that uh today in terms of the money and I mean at this point like it's running out it's running out and the the, the wide receiver market wasn't all that uh, right. great to begin with
2: no and look you're wait this is week four of of the free the money's agency
3: drying up
2: yeah 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 no there's no doubt and for a guy like that I think that i mean i know what his expectations are but i don't think there's any way that's a team i mean he's just been he's been too banged up right right i mean you you, again you've got to prove that you can stay healthy and it's the same knee it's
3: twice it's just like yeah i don't i don't know too much about that so do you do like a a, you like an eight million dollar floor with a bunch of incentives got to be incentives.
2: yeah it's got to be incentive laced uh you know I, i saw him put out a tweet that you know. Everyone wants him to play, but he's like not for four million dollars. And I'm not saying he's got to pay for play for four million dollars, but he's got to understand that there's a there's a there's a fine line of what people are going to really uh, be willing to pay for him because they just don't know great talent when he's on the field. But
3: you know, you're in a pretty good place in life where you could say, yeah, I'm not going to do it for it's the the headache is too much to right. play for four million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. we'll
2: we'll never know nothing about
3: that. <laughs> no, we're not.
2: Hey, man, can you do this radio
3: show? No, nah, not for that. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, well, it, it, and it happens. That's why you know, um, you know, some of these veteran players and people are like the Raiders should sign. And right. If you don't have, you, you're not going to talk somebody into coming to play for two million dollars. Right. If they don't, they're like, yeah,
2: yeah, I don't need it. Right. I don't right. Need right. The money. Well, you saw what's his name? He sold a a Pokemon card last year and dipped out. Right. What was his name? Blake Martinez. Blake,
3: He's like, man, I just so I just cashed in my, my Pokemon card. I'm good. My my editor literally said, "Do you think he'll just quit now?" I'm like, nah, it doesn't seem like that much. Sure right. enough, he was right.
2: Gone, gone. The day Demond walks into the studio, I was like, cue. I'm out. It's my Pokemon card. Holla. (laughs) Playing the Pokemon card. Right, exactly. Well, Vinny, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate all the guests we had on the show. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., some kind of version of the morning tailgate, and then who knows what's after that, but we'll do it from the owner's meetings here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening.